Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. Second Take Variety Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the show that, unlike Mufasa in The Lion King, probably won't last the entire hour. And I'm Sebastian. Hello, Sebastian. <laughs> I think, mean, I, the, I, think I got like... that the wrong way around, but we're continuing on because we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Andy Shosler. I'm Alex, again. Do you have a thing about water and coffee or some... Uh, Can you say something more stupid than what I said is what I really want you to do? No. Well... <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, kind of a special episode in that Alex and I have a mini review of Widows um, to do. A uh, film we got to see a couple of days ago. So it's, I think this comes out just a little bit before the film is properly released. So we'll tread lightly on spoilers, but I mean, we'll, we'll do our best. <laughs> but Andrew, if you want to kick us off with what you want to talk about today. I certainly do. Recently, uh, Bill Murray was in town. Ooh. The Bill Murray was in town doing, doing a concert. A concert? Yes, a concert. Is he a singer or a... Okay, <laughs> so Bill Murray, known for being a comedic actor, right? Yes. I think he's one of the most underrated, like he's, he's a huge deal and he's quite a, an interesting character in private life as well. But I think he's very understated mm-hmm. as, as, for, as good as an actor as he is. He's incredibly versatile, right? He started off his career doing goofball comedies, started to move in the 80s into straight comedies. 90s, he started doing a little bit of clever stuff and then went into dramas, doing, doing serious dramas and doing very good work with that. Yeah. In the meantime, th- throughout all of that, not being so high and mighty that he uh, didn't take small cameos in, in films that essentially just made fun of who he is, made fun of his notoriety okay. in, in one way or another. Right? Just a, just yeah. a likeable guy. And then there are some reports that that he has a he has a bit of a temper and can be difficult to work with as well. I'm sure that's just you know we all suffer from that, don't we? No, I'm perfect. But he's never <laughs> he's never struck me as. I mean, maybe he does have a bit of a, a temper with him. But I always saw him as someone who would be vastly uninterested in everyone around him rather than like proactively angry about them. Uh, but that's possibly maybe I've seen him. I would I would suspect that he just gets bored very easily sometimes and just gets caught up in the tediousness of things. You, you know, like imagine imagine you're having a bad day. Right, and normally you have a hundred people coming up to you in the street trying to shake your hand or get a get a photo with you or an autograph or whatever it happens to be. And imagine you're having a bad day, and that's going on. You know, yeah. what would your tolerance level be for each one? You might you might you know just remain polite and yeah, okay, here we go. I'll put on the smile for you now. Are we done? See you later. Yeah, I can I can understand why that would happen. Like diminishing returns of happiness. Yeah, going that's, on here. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But. The concert, Bill Murray, he teamed up with John Vogler 
a well-known um, uh, cellist yep. going around. So the concert itself was a was a cellist, a violinist, uh, a girl on the on the piano as well, and Bill Murray. It was a concert. Like I I didn't know what was going to happen going in, whether it was going to be song or comedy or, or whatever it was. And what he did was quite interesting. Very serious music, some classical pieces, a lot of old timey jazz and and popular songs in that in that sort of vein. But over it, he would read interviews with Ernest Hemingway and some poetry and excerpts from Huckleberry Finn. Okay. A very interesting concert, the way it was put together. And I think the fact that it was Bill Murray telling you these things, lovable Bill Murray with that baby face of his, I think that eased all the tension that you could have had into, oh, I don't quite know if I'll enjoy this or not. It just made it so pleasant that it was Bill Murray presenting you this way. And it was a fantastic night. Uh, I, I remember from uh, a few years ago when Hugh Laurie, comedian Hugh Laurie, known for um, House, probably most most notably for mm. House, he started doing uh, concerts as well where he would just tour with his band. It would be come see Hugh Laurie and if you, if, if you didn't know that he was a musician – <laughs> It'd be pretty hard not to know that he's a musician, but that he but that he took uh, his bluesy music and folk music very very seriously. You could be forgiven for thinking that you're going along to see a one man show with him, where he's going to tell you stories and, and just be very funny and be himself, maybe with a little bit of music. But his show was entirely this is my band. I'm not Hugh Laurie. I'm a part of this band. We're putting on a concert. Away we go. It's just a pleasant surprise. So too with Bill Murray. And what a nice guy. They did five encores. Five. Well, I'm sure it was a part of the show, or at least it was kind of prepared, but he played it off as, okay, that's the show. Now we're just practicing, so if you keep applauding, we'll, we'll, we'll keep playing. Oh. And it was, it was a very entertaining evening. It felt like you were at an uncle's house because he sang songs, he encouraged everybody to sing along, to, to do karaoke. It was just a very pleasant it – was, it, it was like Bill Murray, your uncle – you know, had it had invited you around around for a, for a drink and a, and 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 a sing along, and that's exactly what it was. Sounds very. I was completely blown away because Alex is. I think you've gone to something. Oh, I say similar. You've gone to see um Bill Bailey's concert, right? No, I oh, would like to. I've seen Bill Bailey. In, you have in in concert. Yeah. If you just maybe you've watched them on like you know, recordings. You've made, yeah. you've told me about them. I didn't know they were a thing until you told me about them. But Bill Bailey yeah. has a show. Yes, he does comedy, music bit. Bit of stand up, another another song, you know, in a in a funny way, or one of one of his funny songs, or, or some sort of commentary about music, yeah. and it's very distinct. So it is very different to this kind of style, yeah. then. Yeah. Whereas whereas Bill Murray's was all serious art. This it's is like more like a poetry slam, but with an, a band element added directly into it. Po- yeah. yeah, a little bit of poetry. He had interviews with Hemingway and other and other artists that he would he would just recite the transcript, and it was and it was just fascinating. It was just wonderful to to learn that bit of history. Was it the kind of thing that you think? Like if any other actor did it apart from Bill Murray, it wouldn't have been as effective. Or definitely, I okay. think Bill, it being Bill Murray, gave it that that kind of familiar feel that yeah. that um, glazed over any kind of hesitation you might have of oh I don't know you know I don't know serious artists I don't really like that 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 scene I'm not interested in the pretentiousness of artists it kind of ramps you up glazed yeah. over all that and drags you along and says no it's actually it's actually interesting come along okay I'll, I'll okay. share it with you. Also, right. did they record it or anything, or was it just one of those live things you just oh, got to be there for? No, they they have recordings of shows available, um, of, like, like, like a, a proper album of of, of music released. Uh, so I'm not sure how much of the album was this show, 
Okay. And whether they were legitimately practicing songs yeah, that they yeah. hadn't played before, but he complimented Brisbane on having the best acoustics he's experienced anywhere in the world. That feels like a generic thing that would. He say, might just say that everywhere he goes. I sure do love the local sports team, <laughs> but it's Bill Murray, and it felt genuine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Alex and I recently went to see Widows um, at a premiere screening, and yes. we're going to do a mini review of that just because we don't want to. Honestly, we don't have time to do another full review in uh, for a weekly episode this week. So the story basically of the film is there's uh, three women whose husbands were involved in a heist that went wrong where all the men were killed. Um, The person who's robbed comes after one of the women saying, your husband stole, I think it was $2 million from me. You have one month to get me that money or you're going to have some big problems. So in this case, um, the character played by uh, Viola Davis has to go and she tracks down these other women and tries to say, hey, we are all in big trouble. We need to get this money sorted or we're going to, yeah, get yeah. potentially, you know, killed or have our legs broken or you know, whatever the threat is. And it's about them planning a heist. And the whole backdrop of this film is um, the man who this money is owed to is running for, this, I think there's a mayoral seat or some sort of political seat for, yeah. well, let's just say for mayor in this specific county. And he's running against Colin Farrell, who's oh. kind of the incumbent, but not really. He's taking over from his father, but he's still, he's still running for it. But it's like this, I think it's been 40 years of this seat being held by this family, effectively. Dynasty. Yes. Yeah. They, they pretty much refer to it as dynasty. And it's the, the, black, the backdrop of this entire film is there's this part, this race going on in the background while this heist is the main plot. And without going into any details, it was a really enjoyable time. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was very intense. Daniel Kaluuya's in it, and from the guy, the main from Get Out, and he was in Black oh, Panther yes. as well. Very strong performance from him. But honestly, everyone so, was so good. Yeah. Um, the best way I can describe <laughs> it, it feels like Wanda Sykes is involved in this, but I'm, but I'm sure she's not. No, she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> the best she could have. <laughs> the but. best way I can describe this film is it felt like um, a Grand Theft Auto video game. Oh, okay. Yeah, mixed with and now I've training day. So like the tone of training day. Serious or satire? Very serious, serious. but specifically um, Daniel Kaluuya's character, he felt right out of a GTA game. Oh, yeah. Right. And he felt like he was from a Tarantino film comparatively to everyone else and like he was a particularly violent character that was very calmly played but just all of a sudden is just causing these horrifying yeah. things to happen around him. Who's, playing- who's Daniel Kaluuya when he's not starring in Widows? Get Out, the main character. Oh, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he's been yeah. picked up for a Very lot of good. things because yeah. of his performance in Get Out yeah. and rightfully Which, so. Yeah. But yeah, Alex, do you have anything specifically you want to touch on? I just there have a time. like the opening scene in the middle of the heist um, and like one of them's shot. They're like trying to get up to the van and like these people are shooting at them. But like the way it happens, like so intensely loud and they're shooting directly at the camera and it like – I. I felt stupid saying this, but I was like flinching. Like I was really? like, oh really? Yeah, like I was like, oh god! Like it was like it very intense opening, and I loved it. Yeah, and like oh, it was really very weird, like, strong, very big cast in it. Like um, John Bernthal, who's plays the Punisher in the Netflix series, but he's also he, he was Shane in the first two seasons of Walking Dead. Okay. He's in, well, I mean, luckily maybe a minute and a half, two minutes of the mm. film, because he's just, he's one of the, the heist guys from the beginning of the film. Right. And even f- like occasional flashbacks. Actually, I don't think he even really appears in any other flashbacks past then. Like you get mm. him for all of two minutes and he's on the fucking poster. <laughs> but, but like Liam Neeson is one of the main heist guys as Whoa. well. Um, honestly, it was a really stacked cast, but I had a really good time with it. It was very intense. It's one of those ones that you're kind of on edge for most of the film because people are 
it's kind of like the departed it's, like towards the end where people are just able to be dropped from the film like this and that so quickly yeah. because things are just like, going down so the like high, high stakes for these people okay um michelle rodriguez is in it as well um a much better performance than we get from her normally from like the fast and furious movies okay. i don't mind her normally but this is she's definitely stepped it's up for this film um so uh, I don't want you to spoil it by revealing what happens, mm. but do they pull off the heist? Not not as in is it successful. I mean, is, do they do the it well in, in the film? Oh, is no, that no, uh, yeah, as yeah. in does does the film carry the heist off? The heist itself isn't like in, say, Ocean's Eleven where it's this big, amazing, like oh, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It takes, I think the heist itself might be 10 minutes of the film if you stretch it, maybe yeah. a little bit if you count like the getaway scene. Okay, so what's the film about then? It's like- Getting these women together, grief to get, as well, okay, because they've lost their partners, rebuilding their lives, um, dealing with the the grief of everything, trying to piece together their own lives and get this money so that they can live. Okay, so like it's it's like making sure like one of them has a van and gun, someone else has to find out where they're actually going to and despite do the heist, yeah, and despite being married to guys that have been carrying out the heist to, to yep. criminals, they don't have any criminal background at Not all? Not at all, no. no. Okay. Like they one were... was a dress shop owner. Oh. Um, <laughs> one was in like the Tis Union, Viola Davis's. Yeah, group. and one of them was just, I think she was kind of like a trophy wife in that case. Yeah. Okay. And just like speaking of which, um, Elizabeth Debicki is the, the like kind of the trophy wife character. I hadn't seen her in anything before. She is a Fucking incredible! Yeah, I really enjoyed really. her in this film. I just had to look her up now because I completely forgot her name because I just I had no recognition for who she was yeah. prior. And she has been in some things, just not like she was in The Great Gatsby, but a film I never saw. So I, she could have been good in that. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy two, but I think she was one of those gold aliens. So oh, right. like, you've probably seen her, but who was she? You know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was very surprised. I went in thinking it was going to be a bit preachy because this it was the film yes. was about. Women power, which is fine, but I was just expecting a very in-your-face preachy film. And the trailer does so look well. very good. Yes. The trailer doesn't look preachy at all. Yeah, we saw the trailer for the yeah. first time during Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. and we both turned to each other and like, yeah. that, looks that looks really, good. really, and it, I was pleasantly surprised that it lived up to that. When you look at the poster, it's got like four, five-star reviews, like, on the thing, obviously cherry-picked, but I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, they're really pushing this film as like, this is good, and it's nice that they backed it up with an actual good film. Agreed. Very good. But yeah, I just I don't touch on too much more of it only because yeah, there's there like, was a couple of twists big, here and there. Big and, twist. Okay. Um, um which yeah. I mean, after you've seen the film, I will say I didn't I wasn't in love with the twist when it does occur, but it wasn't the worst thing ever and it didn't ruin the movie. It just no. I it, it was an unnecessary but enjoyable twist. Right. But yeah, I'm happy to leave it there, really. Yeah. Go see it, really. Like yeah, high well, recommend from me. Um, definitely. I actually Yeah. So and I was trying to explain, I feel like it between like us three and Zane, it kind of would sit in like that perfect middle section between all the things that we complain about wanting to see from other movies. Okay. Kind of falling into the middle. Like it's surprising how many boxes it ticks because it's the kind of film that we normally don't watch on this show. All right. So. Well, you've, you've sold me on it. Good. Yeah. That was my intent was to say, <laughs> I said to Alex, if we don't make Andrew want to see this film, I'm quitting the podcast forever. So I guess <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Phew. All right. Well. You can get in touch with us in a number of ways. Um, we have a website, I guess, secondtakepodcast.com. Uh, we can be reached on our Facebook. We're pretty active on it. It's facebook.com slash secondtake. And we do have an email, which is secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at secondtaketNC. Or you can see pictures up like the ones that we posted the other night on Instagram from the James Street Palace. Yeah, I, I've um, always had such a hard time doing Instagram for podcasts because yeah. it is a very, it's obviously a very 
non-visual medium. But now that so, we're going along to all these screenings, you can see all this yeah. fancy shit, which is nice. So, and that's <laughs> at Second Take Podcast. Yeah. So um, if you go and check them out, give us a like. And it, yeah. well, if you like them, give us a like. <laughs> just what like a, them anyway, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, we're sorry this episode is running a little bit shorter than normal. We're just in a bit of a bind trying to get some stuff out. It's coming up to Christmas. It's going to be a bit like this. But we'll look forward to talking to you guys on Monday when we review Chronicle. Yeehaw. Great. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.